Tom, guess what? What? We've hit double digits in our listens on our Spotify. Really? 10,000 views. <laughs> <laughs> no, one zero, 10 listens. Oh, uh, drop three zeros. Okay, yeah. 10 listens. 10 listens. Okay. 10 people have listened to 25 minutes of our natter. Or one person has listened to it 10 times. <laughs> it doesn't go that deep in the insight, so I can't figure that out, but let's go with that. Well, I think... What's really important for us, like, even if I think back to episode one, how, I mean, we were just making it up as we go, you know, we don't know what we're doing. And so we've come up with this word or mantra, grow with the show. Grow with the show. Learn, listen, edit. Adapt. Yeah. I feel like each week I can't even listen to what I said the week prior because I'm like, oh my God, tragic. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I'd have that issue of listening to my voice, but I'm 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 very much finding that with this. <laughs> but we're manifesting a studio with like mm-hmm. the studio lights, the big mics, the penthouse above, penthouse, coffee on the tap. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was saying to my roommate yesterday, my goal in life is to have a kitchen with Diet Coke on tap. Oh, I I would say for me, sparkling water. Got to be sparkling. Just sparkling. <laughs> I mean, that's a, mine's a lot more bogan. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tiggy. And I'm Tom. And welcome to Big City Battlers. Two Aussie millennials with the unoriginal idea of starting a podcast about the realities of living abroad. We gas bag and chew the fat, realising the fact that literally no one forced us to move here. From New York's Big Apple and old London town, this is Big City Battlers. Tom, did you know that we live in the first and second most lonely cities in the entire world? Um, I didn't... 100% know the stat, but it definitely makes sense. To be honest, I thought that New York would come out on top, but it's actually London. 55% of Londoners and 52% of New Yorkers report that their city can feel like a lonely place. Oh, definitely. And I think both these cities compared to home with their kind of temperamental weather or definite four seasons, that would have a huge impact. Yeah, for sure. There's actually a few factors that go into contributing to loneliness. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting. This The number one thing was the fact that it's like a transient population. So a lot of people mm. come and go and a lot of people aren't from there, which I've always thought when I say to people like what the things I love about London, I love the fact that people come from all over Not many people grew up here, so it's like everyone's come here for a reason. I love that about this city. By the same token, it can make you feel really lonely because people are just coming and going all the time. It makes you really think about, like, what makes friendship last as well, like what Mm. makes friendships stand the test of time. I have definitely felt lonely. Are there times in particular that stick out for you in terms of when you felt most lonely in New York? Definitely. I think when I first moved here in 2019, I spent a lot of time in my apartment and that social isolation, ironically, this was before the pandemic, you almost get into like a cycle of it because, you know, I wasn't earning a huge amount of money. You eat at home, you have coffee at home, you end up just being in your home. Yeah. And well, I actually was just reading this paper before, um, because your research paper, no, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it says six out of eight studies reported that residents on higher floors seem to have poor mental health than people on lower floors. 
And I think in a place like New York where there is so many high-rise buildings, same as London, that really yeah. makes sense because you have that social isolation from like green spaces and going to a cafe because it's just that little bit more of an mm. effort. I would say in my own personal experience, like I don't know about you, but the older I get, I, f- I feel like I identify more as an extrovert with introverted qualities. Oh, my God, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and so I actually like having time to myself. So that plays into a little bit uh, of the social isolation, but I actually kind of relish in it. Hundred, <laughs> 150%. I mean, we'll touch on this, I think, in a, in a later episode, but I think that particularly I'm not drinking at the moment. So with that aspect taken away from my life, I've felt the need just mm. to like be at home so much more. I find it so recharging. Mm. I was going to ask, how do you think, you know, this idea of isolation, maybe positive loneliness at times affects your creativity? Yeah. So I think that it really depends on the headspace, which goes into this whole thing about whether you're relishing and being alone or you're feeling lonely. There's like, that's a two, there are two very different feelings um, and very dependent on the headspace you're in. I would say when I like am spending time by myself, but it's completely by choice and I'm needing it just to like be with myself, be with my own thoughts. I often do stuff that really feed my, my creativity. So I like, I'm a voracious reader. I absolutely love to read. And I think that's also part of the reason why people can well, I've sometimes felt really lonely in in groups of people is when you're doing things that don't really align with like what you actually want to do. I guess alone time and creativity is super, super linked. And that's why I think we both find it really, really important for our own souls and our own like sanity. I think that's really interesting in terms of headspace because, you know, I've definitely lived through times here in the city where I've struggled to get out of bed um, for whatever reason. You know, exhaustion, number one, can be a, a big factor. Yeah. When things aren't going right and it kind of the city beats you and you're down, that it's important to recognise those kind of signs but to the same token know that they're, you know, you've got your own kind of ways to combat it. So one thing I really love doing actually is going into the city. It's a bit of a trek for me is to the New York Public Library. You know the library um, where Carrie in Sex and City gets left at the altar? (laughs) I mean, I don't know it from there, but yes, I know the New York Public Library. (laughs) (laughs) And it is the most beautiful space. Like it's got that kind of Sistine Chapel roofing. Yes. Um, So and these huge study halls and it's relatively quiet. And the people watching there Mm. is incredible. Like if you Mm. need a little study break, I just kept glancing over at this nun who was like, aggressively watching YouTube videos the other day. Oh my what? But just kind of knowing that like, okay, well, if I get out, get into the community, you know, be in this library, particularly as I'm trying to write a novel, which we've kind of touched on a little bit, I I kind of get into bed at the end of the day and go, oh, that was a a day well spent rather than just like sitting in my bed because I don't have a desk um, (laughs) trying to tap out on the (laughs) keyboard. (laughs) Just touching back on the loneliness uh, versus lonely, Obviously, meeting people is like a difficult thing to do. Ironically, there are people all around you, but kind of making those authentic connections. Yes. It's definitely a difficult thing to find your kind of groove and your tribe or whatever. Um, I had a, a friend who actually made friends on Bumble Friends. Mm, <laughs> which I, I have a was... friend that did that as well. I think it, <laughs> yeah. can, it can work. There's also, I mean... This is, there's so many things to talk about. I actually was invited once to this brunch with a bunch of gay guys and I was kind of like, I'm going to be a yes person and go. 
didn't know anyone. Did, the person who invited me was like a friend of a friend of a friend, like mm. very distant. <laughs> and I turned up to this brunch in Williamsburg and I'm like, okay, everyone's kind of nice here. There was a there was another guy there who was a writer. You know, I kind of was like, yeah, this is a cool crowd. It was a very di- different mix of people that I wouldn't usually meet. Um, anyway, as the brunch was going along, there's like, I was a little late. So they were kind of like feeding me and trying to feed, like pummel me with drinks, <laughs> which was kind of weird. And then about <laughs> halfway through the brunch, I get this inkling that it's, I'm like, something is up. Like what is with, what is like the binding thing about this group of people? Anyway, about 20 minutes later, I'm like, holy fuck. I'm at like a gay Christian brunch. Wait, what? And they start, <laughs> they start asking me about my own faith. And I was just literally like floored. I was like, oh my God, how do I get out of here? I have no issue with Christianity and particularly gays who are Christian, but that's not my thing. Yes. And I was dying with laughter like internally and I'm getting cornered by this like older gentleman who's kind of talking about his experience with Jesus and I was like get me the fuck out of here oh my so god sometimes taking those risks don't pay off but yeah it's it is a you got to kind of put yourself out there in order to meet people and then you you know you make those fast friends or those fast connections and then you figure out maybe they aren't for you and so yeah it definitely takes a while to find your people. Yeah, for sure. I also think this is a bit of a, a bit of a sidetrack, but I did want to mention it. But I don't know if it's the same in New York, but there's something about the Sunday afternoon. I mean, everyone talks about the Sunday scaries. I think that's like a pretty common thing, even in our hospitality lives. Um, there's that <laughs> sort of moment on Sunday where you're like, what, you're just kind of dreading the week ahead. But there's something about Sunday afternoon in London, which brings out every single couple known to man. And when you just want to go for a just to leisurely stroll around the park, just to be with your own thoughts or to listen to a podcast, just like be be by yourself. Listen to your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be alone with my own voice in my ears, okay? Is that too much to ask? <laughs> yeah. So I actually have some news. Mm-hmm. I booked an acting job. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Really, Congrats. really exciting. Thank you. It's um, I already, I've already done it, but the finished result is now, now live. So, oh shit, that's a pretty quick turnover. I did it back in January, actually, but I didn't tell anyone about it because, yeah, I was waiting for it to be released and so then I could send it through. Yeah, can you send it to me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait, send it to me on. Oh, don't even get me started. But let's do WhatsApp. <laughs> Um, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, God. are you in the background, like blurry, (laughs) sitting at a table? (laughs) So, the what was your name? What's the title? Oh, my God. So the job was actually an extra's job. (laughs) (laughs) And the photo for our dear listeners that I just sent through is, like, literally me, a blurry speck in the background. (laughs) You can, like, barely see me. (laughs) It looks like you're, like, you've just, you're, like, waiting for the bus, but sitting down or, like, at a coffee store by accident and they've just, like, happened to be in the frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those people that walk down the street when, like, BBC News are, like, just doing panning shots of London. I'm zooming in. It's so blurry. You can barely, you can just see, like, a red mop. A red mop, frizzy hair. 
And also, <laughs> my jumper makes me look 150,000 kilos. <laughs> Beast. A frumpy redhead. <laughs> frumpy redhead in background. Um, Holy shit. Wait, did you get paid for this? Yeah, so I got paid 180 quid for the day. That's, that's not fucking bad. No, it was, you know what? It was amazing. So it's for a, um, these like new headphones from this random company I'd never heard of. And we literally had to just pretend to be like in this co-working space we just like got on laptops just like tapping away oh so there were other extras that didn't even make yeah, it yeah there was like five of us there oh so you're actually me... you're accredited uh <laughs> absolutely no credits are in <laughs> for me are in there um i'm just literally a red blob in the background the um, guy's kind of hot though yeah he was funny he was like um trying to give us like tips on like being in the industry and stuff. It's like washed up. Model. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. And it's like, you're in an ad. Yeah. I know. He's like, yeah, you know, go do this, that and the other. And I'm like, right. Oh. Um, so yeah, I'm a celebrity. Okay. Get you out of there. What, what's let's think glass half full, even though this is a great job and 180 quid. Mm. It's only up from here. So, <laughs> yeah, literally. Only Sorry, is here. that really condescending for someone who's not in, <laughs> not an actor? You can only get better than a blob in the background. It's actually well, true. actually no, no, no. You already are better than the other extras who didn't make the cut. True, that's really true. I'm like a featured extra, if anything. Like I'm pretty visible. You know, um, I was an extra in an NRL ad. Isn't no, that so when. Yeah. Back when, during the pandemic when I was working production and I had to sit in for a shot and they ended up using it and they didn't get any money. Oh, that's not okay. It's you with should... James Tedesco, my boy. Who's that? Footy player. Oh. <laughs> anyway, only up from here. Only up from here. Also, it was really cool being on set. Everyone mm. was really cool. We got like free coffee and free lunch. Loved that freebie vibe. That you was have, like, awesome. Thirteen coffees. I had, <laughs> I had a matcha latte and a coffee just because I was like, it's free. Por qué no? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Um, we had like lasagna for lunch, and there was like a huge divide between the extras and everyone else. We were like, <laughs> like shoved in the corner. <laughs> so that oh, was no. fun. But yeah, so that's that's an update from me. What's the biggest mm-hmm. update from from you with uh, jobs-wise, creative-wise, book-wise? Um, book-wise, I've just finished the 15, uh, 16th chapter out of 18. So I've oh nearly done God. the first, well, first draft vibes. But it's, there's so many words. So it's 80, in total it'll be about 83,000 words, but there's so many words that my like, computer keeps uh malfunctioning because oh the God. document's so big how <laughs> many some... words is a typical book well like a novel is between 70 to 80 85,000 like a regular length novel yeah, but yeah fantasy is always like a hundred thousand plus then you've obviously got books like I was actually talking to a friend about this last night you know a little life yeah Obviously. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you got me. <laughs> Did you get me to read that? I think I told you about it. <laughs> I'm actually seeing oh. the they're doing the um the stage production in London. I'm seeing it this oh, week. Oh, yeah, amazing. Um, that's like that would be over two hundred thousand words. Yeah. Wow. That would, that's that's a hefty, hefty book. Yeah. Anything around like forty thousand is like a novella. Okay, so you're at eighty thousand and you're still not finished. 
No, no, no. I, I'm at like 72, but with, because I've got the chapter, you know. Outlines. Outlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll hit about 83. Plus then I've got about 25,000 words in the writing graveyard and, oh, my God, reading through some of it, just like you were saying with the self-tapes. I'm like, yeah. what the actual hell is this? Yes, yes, yes. What? Yeah. what so what's a great – so is that just in your trash or like do you actually keep No, document? I have a document called – writing graveyard because I go through it and sometimes I'm like it will just remind me of old ideas or whatever or you know because in my head the story makes sense but when you give it to mm. someone else it's obviously going to be like a lot of holes yes okay yeah. um but on the on the actual money making front um works <laughs> I'm a millionaire really... <laughs> uh yeah no just I, I quit my boxing job actually Okay, why? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to dedicate more time to <laughs> working in a restaurant. You just... <laughs> I was like, what is he going to say? <laughs> no. Um, I this... really want to like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's good because now I can fucking trash talk that absolute. Oh. Like it was just something else. This I do you know what? Actually, I'm going to be the bigger person and not trash talk it. But essentially, they gave the trainers an ultimatum, being like, "You can only coach one class a night." And I was like, "Bye." Mm. Um. Yeah. So that's, that's so the updates like, from me. You're like, I'm better than all y'all. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like picks up oysters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did actually have a. Uh, an industry, not an industry event, but an event at Maison Premier where I work. That was a... Wait, sorry, is that the restaurant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was very off-brand because we, like Maison Premier is very like 1920, like, yeah, 1920s prohibition, like Mm. think think shift dresses kind of vibe. Not really, more like... What's that prohibition bar in Sydney that everyone goes to, the Miravale one? Isn't there a 20s bar? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. All the, all these Sydney places are just like, I can't even remember them anymore. It's been too long. <laughs> and That's going to annoy me. It's going to come to me like when you're on another talking When point. we're off air? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and it was a vibrator launch party, but it was, yeah, called, actually, I'm not going to say the name because it was kind of a tragic party because there was only like 50 people there. But and everyone would had to like tag it and Instagram it yeah. and that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, like they weren't doing that. No one was eating. No one was drinking alcohol. So we were just standing around. There was like five of us servers just twiddling our thumbs, and they had the vibrators in an ice sculpture frozen in an ice sculpture, which was quite cool. But then they just left, and we had this massive ice sculpture that we had to get rid Filled of. With vibrators. <laughs> so, so everyone else is like helping, and I'm just like having fun, like running hot water over it, seeing where, like, little bits will divot. What was the ice sculpture in the shape of? Nothing. It should have been a dildo, but it was just, like, full of dildos. (laughs) Vibrators, sorry. (sighs) So that's my professional life. So, yeah, dedicating more time to um, customer service. Yeah, and I also must say, I know you also work in service too, like, there's that... There is inexplicably that divide between service and person Mm. receiving service, unless they work in service. And I just feel 
I mean, it's it gives you great perspective one day, you know, oh. when we're su- super successful oh. uh, podcasters. 100%. But I just think I don't want to be friends with anyone in the future unless you've worked in service. So I was talking to someone about this the other day. Instead of like mandatory conscription, so like making people do <laughs> time in the Go army, <laughs> they should do mandatory like hospitality customer service because it's the amount of the same thing as war. <laughs> <laughs> Every day we're in the trenches, Tom. Oh no. That's no, but you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like it's so important for you to understand what it's like to be on the receiving end of like some mm-hmm. absolute fuckwit. Mm-hmm. And I just like I'm so I think it t- says so much about a person by the way they treat service staff. 100%. And it's not like this idea too of like when you graduate, you know, in inverted commas, out of the industry, you're not like, well, I'm better than than them now. Though there is a certain part of me that just wants to be like, I know. Since I've been clicked at like a million times. Or my favorite is being waved over. Oh, yeah, I get get clicked at, waved over. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so demoralizing, particularly when like there's your uh, you know your short staffed, um, like there's all these other things like outside your control that make the the night so hard, and you're trying to just put on just make sure everything's running smoothly for the customer and everything's just turning to shit, and like you're that person that and you've got like back sweat, and yeah, it's a hot day. You can't even don't you can't even break for the loo. It's so busy, like. There's so many times on shift that I, I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, I haven't weed in seven hours. Like, that's really healthy. Americans call it, we're in the weeds. Yeah. I'm weeded when you're like really busy, when it's really just like that like chaos energy. Yeah, yeah. it's a very s- southern uh, reference, but it's true. And you're like running around trying to like make everyone happy and mm. forgetting to drink water. Forgetting to drink water. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's bloody hard work. That's That's the net net, I think. Everyone at my work, though, drinks on the job. And I'm like, if I had a shot of whiskey right now, I think I would either fall asleep (laughs) or, like, projectile all over. (laughs) (laughs) Projectiling on the customer. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're like, what can I get? (laughs) 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 Yeah. it's There's such a work hard, play hard mentality with it as well. Yeah, isn't it? Like, after shift, everyone just gets hammered. I'm like, ciao. Never stay behind <laughs> yeah. after. It's like the last Never. thing I feel like at one o'clock in the morning is to like staying have, here longer. Yeah, staying here longer and talking about the shift and talking about oh, remember that customer on table twenty two? Yeah, it's like don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> I know, and I think that's a big age difference between. So most of the people I work with, we've just hired like ten new servers. Everyone's about twenty one to twenty four, and they're all just like chomping at the bit to get just drinks after maggot after yeah 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 yeah. it's the only perk for it isn't it and i'm like bye gotta go i'm probably gonna get mugged (laughs) on my way home (laughs) (laughs) don't mind me just gonna get mugged you guys have fun i will say the other thing about service is like you really do make some like great friends some short-term friends and some fucking enemies for life Mm. like (laughs) Friends for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Season or a lifetime. Yeah, yep, that's yep, the premise yep. of my book. Duh. Is it? Yeah. Tiggy, we're friends for a reason because we have this podcast. Very true. It was written in the stars. <laughs> what other trope can we say? <laughs> All right. Well, I think 
This is enough for this week. Yeah, this has been this has been so nice to talk about hospitality. <laughs> the <and> triumphs, <laughs> the triumphs of my career thus far. It's been a good week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Let's keep it up. I'm gonna love you and leave you. Alrighty. Bye, Tommy. Bye, Jamie.